Hi, I'm Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that's really designed to help you think about and take your business to the next level. What I try to do is I take different topics that I think are really relevant and also really timely in the sense of getting into the trenches or even at a thousand foot level in your business. Today, I want to talk about a little bit different topic, a topic that's really not directed to you and your business, but really more of advice for your clients themselves. I'm hoping at least you consider, you know, sending this link to your clients, especially those clients that, you know, you're really yearning for a really great remodeling relationship and experience. And I've really titled this, you know, Top 10 ways that your clients can become a world-class client. You know, the reality is I think that very few homeowners out there uh, naturally have been taught how to become a great client. However, I think when you ask most homeowners or clients out there, would you like to have a great remodeling experience? Would you like to be thought of in terms of a great client? I think most would probably say absolutely yes. That's what I would like. So in the course of the next few minutes, I just want to give you my top 10 list. And I think that out of that top 10 list, at least if not anything else, you and your homeowner client can really use it as a checklist and hopefully sand down some rough edges and uh, be able to improve. The first one uh, is a little bit more general, but so, so important. And that is you've got to be able to communicate. Now, Needless to say, communication can come in all different forms, whether it's verbal communication, whether it's written communication, whether it's text, email, uh, whether it's carry pigeon. It doesn't really matter the kind of communication. But I sit on the board for the Better Business Bureau, and uh, we find most of our complaints are not a product of either a homeowner or a remodeler uh, being either dishonest or not forthcoming. It's really more a matter of miscommunication, misunderstandings. And if you can just commit to each other to communicate, just like you would a family member, I think the likelihood that you're going to navigate through oftentimes tricky and confusing times are going to be much less. And I would encourage for a homeowner, there's really not any stupid questions. So I would encourage you to ask any of those questions. Don't be embarrassed. If it sounds like something, maybe you should know the answer to. But the reality is, if you can avoid miscommunication, the majority of the time, it's going to be a positive experience. Number two on my list is... Uh, it's important to get aligned, aligned with your partner, with your spouse on kind of your thinking. You may not agree upon everything, but you need to get aligned on things. Because while the remodeler, I think, oftentimes is an authority, an expert on the remodeling project, they're not necessarily always the greatest marriage counselor or certainly therapist to be able to navigate through. And they certainly can't read minds and don't fully understand the priority. So I always encourage homeowners to spend some time, not just focused on solutions, but focused on the priorities, focused on alignment in terms of what you each really care about and how you want to get kind of aligned with that as you're working with a remodeler. Number three on my list 
is that, you know, surprisingly, many, many remodelers out there tend to have a fairly high acumen when it comes to technology. Not everyone, but many of the remodelers that I certainly work with do. And some of you as homeowners tend to be a little bit more high touch and some of you tend to be a little bit more high tech. So if you tend to be a little bit more high tech, you know, talk to your remodeler about some of the different systems, processes, software, tools that they use in their business that really help you really not only know what's going on in the project, you know, when you walk in the door, but also potentially as you're traveling anywhere in the world. Remodelers have technologies that real will really help you understand and really improve the experience. The flip side of that is also true. Some homeowners really prefer just more of that face-to-face, more of the phone call, more of the interaction, rather than just the text or the email or tying into particular reports via some software. So by uh, understanding and communicating with the remodeler kind of where you are in that spectrum of high tech, tech versus high touch, I think it'll make a better experience. Number four on my list is allow the remodeler, if you can, to control the process. Now, I think it's fairly normal for homeowners to really think about it's their home and the remodeler sometimes is perceived as a stranger in the home. However, a better, I think, metaphor and analogy is like going to the doctor. If you go to the doctor for an exam, you wouldn't necessarily dictate to the nurse or the doctor what the process would be in terms of what that exam. Yes, you would answer questions. Yes, you would ultimately make decisions, but you're not going to control and corrupt the doctor's process of trying to work you through in terms of the most effective way. I think the same thing is true with the remodeler. And I think the more that you understand their process and allow them to communicate and feel comfortable with their process, that is part of what you're buying is their process. And therefore, you should make sure you understand it, but also give them the keys to the car and let them drive the remodeling process process. I think if you can do that, you're going to have a better experience and certainly the remodeler will as well. Number five on my list is do your homework. You know, homework is something that you need to do. The research is something that you need to do. You need to make many, many decisions in the remodeling project. So when the homework, when the remodeler is actually walking you through kind of some of the action items or the follow-up items or the things that you need to do your homework, you know, it's really critical that you stay on top of them and not necessarily just expect the remodeler to. Because I think if you can stay a little bit ahead of the curve, if you can exceed the expectations in terms of some of the homework, the likelihood that you're going to have a better experience is going to be much greater. Number six on my list, and it I don't want this to sound at all self-serving, but it is really important, and that is it's important to pay on time and when the remodeler asks you to pay a particular payment or a draw. You know, they don't want to be in the collection agency business. You don't want them to worry about and spend time trying to chase down the money. Most remodelers have a philosophy that they build your project with your money, So it's very important that you pay 
on time and not necessarily kind of drag your feet on that. You know, you don't want them to be focused on cash flow issues. You want them to be focused on the best experience for you, but also the best quality projects. And I think one surprise, I think, for homeowners out there in the spirit of full transparency, most remodelers have a relatively tight level of margin that they work off of. Oftentimes it's five to 10 percent of net profit. And therefore, there's not a lot of margin to work with in terms of not necessarily having the cash flow or the payments to do the project. Number seven on my list was try to be as transparent as you can in terms of your budget. You know, it's fairly common for a remodeler to ask a client, have you thought about the level of investment you'd like to put into this or how would you like to spend on certain types of things? And imagine, for example, if you go to a restaurant and you're talking to the maitre d' or talking to the waiter about, you know, how much you would like to spend on particular things that are market price, then I think, you know, they can guide guides you, I think, much better than you kind of keeping that a secret. At the end of the day, it's your budget, not necessarily the remodelers. And therefore, I think the more transparent you can be with that and you could feel comfortable with the remodeler, you know, guiding you in the right, right way. At the end of the day, you're going to make your decisions based on what you're feeling comfortable in terms of the level of investment and the value. So it it's really important, I think, to let them kind of guide you through that process. Number eight, which is a little bit different tip, and that uh, that is that change orders are really not a bad thing. I oftentimes encourage remodelers to even wipe out that word in the vocabulary and change it to addendums because the reality is you're going to go through the remodeling experience and you're going to adjust things along the way. It's going to be a journey. You're going to want to stop when you're hungry along that journey. You want to, you know, go out and feel the flexibility. I think the more that you look at the remodeling process as a little bit more of a journey and not just execution of a detailed plan, the more you're going to enjoy the experience. You know, you're going to be, chances are, if you're doing a major remodeling in the home for a very, very long period of time, well after the project is complete, and chances are there'll even be additional projects you'll do. So therefore, you know, you want to make sure that there's a vehicle to make adjustments and addendums or change orders are a vehicle to make adjustments. They're also a vehicle to formally communicate. You want to make sure that you're clear because oftentimes in the remodeling process, you got many players involved. So I think the more that you feel that way and you have a formal way of adjusting along the way and kind of change out of your paradigm, the change orders are a bad thing. They're not a verb. They're a noun. They're a way that you can actually feel more comfortable. Number nine, shifting gears, <clears throat> is say thank you. Um, you know, I was thinking about this and reading in a book that uh, my friend T.J. Monahan wrote about the client experience. And I oftentimes 
got more joy out, out of getting a nice handwritten note from a client uh, about their experience, about their experience with, you know, how their family perceived it. Even a pet, for example. I remember getting a handwritten note many, many years ago actually expressing that their dog was depressed because the carpenter wasn't there to have lunch with the dog anymore. So it was really, really nice to get a nice thank you note, not necessarily about the project, but it could be about the relationship and certainly about the experience as well. You know, ask your remodeler, you know, how they would like to get feedback. Don't just assume, for example, that you need to be a business advisor in the course of this and give them a lot of tips. They will generally want insights and advice and really appreciate those. And last on my number 10 list is really focus on the relationship. Don't become a stranger with the remodeler. These are long-term kind of relationships that for most people, they go on many, many, many years. It's not necessarily just about the sticks and bricks. And what I find is where most of your memories are going to be, are going to be with the people, with the relationships, with the, you know, the things that you cracked the code on and solved with the remodeler and not necessarily about the insulating value of a wall or certainly the type of window that you particularly put in. You know, so don't become a stranger. So when you promise to the remodeler or you at least suggested that you want to have the remodeler over for lunch or coffee, try to make a point to do that. You know, when you said, okay, let's have a dinner party and bring your team in, try to make a point to do that. That is so, so much appreciated. And certainly any feedback through reviews, all those kind of things are really appreciated. So... In closing, you know, I must admit, I've never had a client or a homeowner go into a relationship really uh, having uh, any reason not to want to have a positive relationship. However, as I said earlier, being on the board of Better Business Bureau, you know, about 50% of the complaints are in home improvement and home remodeling. And it's not because I think anyone's dishonest or trying to take advantage of each other in this course of the process, it's oftentimes the things I gave you in this little 10 top uh, items here. You know, it's very much about the communication. It's very much about the alignment. It's very much about, you know, kind of understanding the relationships and allowing them to control the process. So, you know, while... You know, in, in the remodeler's defense here, I know many of them are experts in remodeling. However, they're not experts necessarily in relationships and communication. And I think everybody really needs to work very, very hard at that issue. So I want to thank everybody for joining me on this little podcast. I hope it can be used, you know, just as a way to create better relationships and have happier and certainly better experiences. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Remodeling Mastery Podcast by Mark G. Richardson, supported by Professional Remodeler Magazine, Engage, Leap, Marlamar, and Destination Motivation. Check out our earlier podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.